0: by being everything to everybody, you're not attractive to anybody, right? Right. You end up just kind of blending into the crowd. And so revenue management starts first by setting these properties up correctly. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Moore. We're here with another segment of Whiskey Wednesdays with my main man, Mr. Dave Savulich. Got tied up in the mic there, Dave. So these are those short, sweet, to the point episodes where we're going to talk about a little bit of what's going on in our world. We're going to talk about some short term rental trending topics, and then we always answer questions that you guys send in. So if you're listening or watching, whatever platform you're on, DM us, send us a message, and we'll get those questions answered for you on an upcoming episode of Whiskey Wednesday. So, Dave, let's dive in. You always have our topics, but before we start, I told you I was going to do this, but I, I need to clear the air because we were just got back from Nashville. I was speaking at a short term rental conference. And it's really important to me always to let people walk into this game with their eyes wide open and lead with really good factual information. And I screwed up on stage on Monday and it's been bugging me ever since. And I was talking about the income on a property and the other guy I was there with and we were talking and he said, was that gross or net? And I said, net instead of gross. Well, there's a huge difference between profits because net profit is what we're putting in our pocket at the end of the day. Gross numbers are what a lot of people talk about. So it seems like these properties make more money. And I made a mistake of saying, he said, was that net or, or he, he didn't say gross or net. He said, was that Net. And I said, yes. Ever since then, it's bugged me because I said this property made $80,000 in net. It actually made 80 gross, which means those of you listening that I was only putting, uh, usually my expense ratio is about 50 to 55% on a property. So normally 80 gross would be maybe 35, dollars $40,000 in net profit in my pocket. This property, I don't have any debt service on. I own it free and clear. My expense ratio is closer to 30, 35%. And so I'm making about 50 grand on that property, but not 80. And so I just need to, I well, need to clear the area. Yeah. You know it, Dave's like, don't do that. I was <laughs> well, like, it's bugging and me. And we've
1: talked about it, but I, I think that's honorable. I like, I think that's great. It did bug you. I know you you caught it from from the start and we talked about it later that evening. There were a lot of people in the room and probably a handful may have questioned it or said, hmm, that seems a little odd. But I that's one of the things that I think most people appreciate about you, but also appreciate about Vodacy is that we try to tell everybody the full picture of everything that's going on. We don't inflate Information we tell you the the transparency about what we're doing and why we're doing it and so forth. So, but you are right. The gross and the net is a big deal. So it's a big difference, and, and, it, and
0: it is that that was a yeah. that, that was a major error, right? And so, yeah. it, and so, we wanted to. If you were in the room, I apologize. Those of you that were there live, and, and I we think did.
1: most people were just all and in awe inspired about you being up there in your hat and <laughs> the hat was and boots all right, It was the that, full national is, experience, is right? That the Sean Moore, and he, he wasn't even dressing for the. party. Heart. I no. mean, this is, this, this is, is the Cowboy was, was right there. You it know? was, I'll tell you so, what,
0: Nashville was fun, man. Uh, we had a blast. All the, those of you, hopefully some of you that are listening were there. We, I know we saw a lot of people on the streets that said they listened to the podcast. It was so fun meeting you. Thanks so much for those of you that did come up and say hi to us and shake our hands and tell us, you know, your story of getting into this game. And then all those other people that we met, I mean, heck, Broadway is a fun yeah. spot to be, right? All those well, great bands. Especially and, if
1: you love country music like yeah. you and I do. We, oh, man. I mean, we spent a couple hours one night, and and, and pretty much had the band to ourselves. And, yeah, and we gave him requests, and he sang all of our songs, fun. and it that was, was awesome. So yeah, so it
0: was it was really fun. Those of you that are listening that were there, um, we we had a blast meeting a lot of new people there. Introducing, you know, a lot of you introduced yourselves while you were there, saying you're longtime listeners and and fans, and so we appreciate it. It was really really a fun a fun time for us in Nashville. We'll, we definitely want to go back. Right? Yeah, for yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think the other great thing about Nashville for us was. Not only was it great to have you speak at the conference, and and there was about 200 people in the room, and I think they got a lot of good information. But we also had our uh, Vodacy meetup. Yes, and we had about 45 of our members actually attend. We had a great venue. We, it was a kind of a social networking event. Um, it was awesome. So all of you that came, thank you for coming. It was great to to meet you in person and and to spend some time with you. Hopefully, you got a chance to spend some time with Sean and myself, but also meet other Vodice members that are in your area but doing the same thing that you're doing so yeah we're we're going to continue to do those meetups and and if you ever have a chance to come it's just a great way to network with vodacy and the same people that are doing the same thing you guys are doing so well, let's dive in today we got a little bit we we uh i got a a good fun question for you first but i you know people inquiring minds want to know what is a perfect day in sean moore's life it's a perfect day wow like you know?
0: My perfect day. Geez, that's a that's a
1: hard one. <laughs> this is a tough one.
0: Yeah. My perfect day, I would say, would be
1: like one. I, I don't know. But I love yeah. I love what my do what I do yeah. every day. That's okay, let's, that's really let's hard do for do. Let's do this. Me. Let's do this. My days we are. we probably have 10 or 12 different perfect days you could conjure right. up. A perfect work day, a perfect family day, a perfect outdoors day. Let's say, all right, let's change it up, make it a little easier. Give me your perfect outdoors activity day, adventure day.
0: Yeah, easy for me. Okay, waking up early, grabbing the grabbing Teresa White Grace, hitting the river, drift boat on the river phone doesn't work all day just casting a fly rod rowing the river um i have a couple favorite rivers that i like to float and um and then just getting up i mean that i, I could do that all day yeah, yeah. and it's fun that's if if i have a choice of a free day that's what i'm going to go do so that's yeah that would be probably my perfect day cuz if you say here here's a free day you do what you want to do i would be on a river floating
1: yeah that's awesome yeah i i uh I figured that would be one of your perfect days cuz I know how much you like to do that. That's yeah. a there's something magical about floating a river and and spending a little time with family but also, you know, weather and, you know, my yeah, my, my perfect nice. day would be uh I don't know exactly cuz I I agree with you it's hard day. It, it's hard to decide what that Perfect day would be mine. Would be uh, sleeping in a little bit. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yours yeah. is getting up early. I'd get up early. I'd sleep, yeah. I'd sleep in a little bit. Maybe maybe eight o'clock. I'd uh, for sure get a workout in. Part of being into my perfect day would be uh, summer. I mean, I like the warm weather. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I-, I want shorts and a t-shirt and you know doing something like that with a family or, or friends or. Something outdoors for sure. That's that yeah. would be my perfect day.
0: So we, we're a little different on the front end because <laughs> yeah. my perfect yeah. day has nothing to do with working your out. Your perfect day I starts. I work out every day,
1: but that's not yeah. my perfect day. I just your, do it because it's a means to your an end, right? perfect day starts about two hours before my perfect yeah. day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> I, I just uh, my body just gets up earlier. Yeah. I haven't I, yeah. I literally haven't set an alarm in probably fifteen years. Right, and yeah. that's just uh, yeah. We're we're uh, I'm always like, can I text Dave yet or not? You know, when i well, wake you up. you know in what morning. I
1: don't. You know what I hate about getting up. But like when you have to go to work and you're you're got to get up early to work out. I don't like to be rushed when I work out. I want to go down and I want to work out enjoy as, it. until yeah. I'm done, until right. I'm tired and I can't lift any more weights. Hey, you know what I'm, I
0: mean? I'm am glad to meet somebody who likes working out.
1: I mean, till I'm so I pumped like, that I, like I can't after lift or I'm, I'm done anything. working out. I don't
0: like working out <laughs> ever. It's like it's never been my yeah. uh, my top things to do. Yeah. Like there's some days where I'm like, oh yes, it snowed today, and I got to go shovel snow, and I don't have to work out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to skip the workout. Yeah, I'm I, excited I like for that. the snow. No, oh, good. Well, good. All right. Well, let's yeah. jump in. Okay. Um, there is one thing that can make or break your success with short term rentals, and that's your ability to provide your guests with an amazing night's rest. We're taking all of the guesswork out of selecting the perfect mattress system. Personally, I have these custom mattresses in every one of my short term rentals. We love them so much that we even got them in our own personal homes here in Utah. So visit sleepsystem.com and use the promo code PODCAST. It's all caps at checkout
1: to get 55% off. Trending topics. Um, as we embark on a new year, 2024, short-term rentals is obviously on our mind every day uh, as a full priority and, and trying to help people and, and grow Vodicy and really dive into that side of the business is I looked online and I really researched some stuff this last week. It's interesting, but the major short-term challenges that come up for 2024, there's three of them and short-term rentals. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. For short-term rentals. Yeah. What did I say?
0: Short-term challenges.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there, there are three things. Um, The first is market dynamics. And and in other words, where to buy. Okay. That's the first one. Second one is regulatory landscape or the zoning. And the third one is innovative approaches to revenue growth, or how do you maximize your listing? So those were the three things that came up. I'll turn it back to you, but I don't, I don't, I don't think they're any different than 2023.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, we're, we're asking about market (laughs) dynamics, where to buy, what are the best locations, we're talking about rules and regulations, which is yep. where can I actually operate a short-term rental. And we're asking about the the next one was you know maximizing your revenue, revenue right. management. Those are pretty fundamental, right? Right. I mean it, it's it's interesting at this stage in the game. This is a very mature market. Short-term rental investing is very mature. We've we've seen it go from where we started at two thousand six, where it was just an idea, to where it is today. It's really the time of the professional host. It's a mature market. The top of the market is making the majority of the money. The majority of the money is made when you dial in the fundamentals that right. you're talking about, right? Yeah. We always talk about the three major things you have to dial in. You have to find the right market and the right property, yep. right? And, and that includes the rules and the regulations. That includes That's part the investability of it. of it. How much is the acquisition price versus the revenue? All of the, those different things to identify the investability of a market. That's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're writing big checks for properties... That's going to be dialed in and has to be there. The next piece is going to be I have to, and this this goes into revenue management, is I have to identify that target audience, right? And then I have to create a unique experience for the target audience. And that's easier said than done for a lot of people because normally we buy these properties and we see this all the time. And we buy these properties and we're like, hey, anybody can come because I'm trying to fill the, I'm trying to fill occupancy. I'm trying to get as many people through this property as I can. And a lot of people stumble over that because by being everything to everybody. You're not attractive to anybody, right? right. You end up right. just kind of blending into the crowd. And so revenue management starts first by setting these properties up correctly and being able to dial in a target audience and dial in a unique experience and set that property up to deliver that through all of the all of the you know the design, all of the amenities. Ultimately the management that you put in place, whether it's you or somebody else, all of that is big decisions that you need to make to create this unique customer experience. Right. And then it has to be delivered the same way every time. That's where maximizing your revenue starts. And then we have to be able to understand how to articulate it and right. market it, right? And it's and sometimes you feel like you have to have a marketing degree when you listen to some people talk. We were just at the short-term rental wealth conference and you know, there was a lot of really smart people there. There's a lot of a lot of things right. going on. But There was a lot of people selling the easy button and saying, well, you got to have this tool to figure out this algorithm. You have to have this tool to plug in here for your revenue management and your pricing. And then you have to have this tool to help you market your properties. And I looked at it, and at the end of the day, nothing's an easy button. And you have to really dial in the fundamentals if you really want to maximize your revenue. And and these things that you're talking about that, that are, the most, you know, the trending topics and the thing people want to talk about for short-term rentals in 2024, those are the fundamentals, right? you know, have to have a good property. We have to have a great unique experience. We have to be able to deliver that unique experience and we have to be able to articulate it in our marketing. At the end of the day, when you do that, you maximize properties, right? right? And so, and and, and that's, and it's not one magic pill. It's not one thing that you can do. It's saying, I got to dial all of that in. And the recipe is there for success though. This is now, uh, this is now there's like, even in our group, right? We've we've got almost three thousand people in our group. We've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people making over six figures a year. We've got a few people, a handful of people making over seven figures a year doing right, this. And right. so the recipe's there. You can you can dial it back and follow the recipe, but the recipe is dialing in the fundamentals.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that's good. I think, you know, people ask me, and and actually a couple of them at the the conference this week asked me about. You know what what's the biggest challenge? And I and and one of the challenges, it's it's one of the biggest, but just like you said, people they get into this market and they think that it's there's an easy button or something that's just like, hey, I can just get in, it's gonna be easy. It's it's really not. But I would tell people, you have to have a process. Don't go into it unless you understand some of these major you know, aspects of the business, like maximizing and finding the right property and just understanding the zoning. I mean, it's, it's funny. I see these things online and it's like, it's not rocket science. It's just really back to the basics and back right. to the fundamentals. Like these are the things that we've been doing for years. This is nothing new in 2024. Right, right. This is just stuff that, Hey, if you want to play in this game, you've really got to dive in. And and I think a great part is that you just said is don't, don't get so caught up in, there's a, there's a hundred software programs out there and they all want you to sign up for them. And all you're doing is getting more confused. Right. And so, you right. know, follow a process, have a blueprint
0: and understanding the fundamentals is different than understanding how to execute on that. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I, I might talk about, you know, being able to articulate with great photos or setting up a unique experience, but you have to also know how to execute on that. And there's yeah. a lot of people who talk about doing a lot of stuff and there's very little execution. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, you know, people always say, what's the, you know, what secret do you have? What do you, what are you doing to have the top properties in these markets after you launch after, you know, one year in, you've got the number one property in a market. It's stacking all of these things, but we understand Mm -hmm. not only the fundamentals, we understand how to execute on those fundamentals, right? We understand, we can talk about rules and regulations all the time. I have a very specific process that we follow to make sure that we can operate in a short-term rental friendly area right? Yeah, and and yeah. that it's going to likely stay short-term rental friendly. You know, all those different things that we look at, and it's just taking one piece at a time and dialing that in, but you have to execute on it. You can't yeah. say, well, yeah, I did a little bit better photos than somebody else. Well, if you did, if everybody's got sixes and you put an eight out there, you're a little bit better and you're still going to, you're going to still the, deviate toward the mean, right? If, yeah. it, if it, there's not something, you got to go from a six to a 10. That's when you stand out like a sore thumb, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's really interesting. And I think people do try to I do. I think that they don't give themselves enough credit that it's, it is as simple as we talk right, about it. Exactly. And, you can make it simple and, yeah. and it doesn't have to be overly complicated, mm-hmm. but you do have to take action and execute. Yeah. Yeah. You got to put some effort into it. For yeah. sure. All
1: right. So we got a question here. Um, do you think manufactured homes are a good short term rental option?
0: Again, this is a maybe, maybe not. Right. Yeah. It depends
1: on the market you're
0: in. There are some markets that manufactured homes work great. I just looked at one yesterday in this, it was a market on the bourbon trail in Kentucky. And it was, it had this tree house component. There was all these tree houses connected to it. It was a manufactured home, but it was a very unique experience that fit really well mm-hmm. with, with the vibe that was going on in that area. Um, kind of a, a little bit of a rural area and it worked well and it was yeah. nice. And it was a nice manufactured home. I mean, it was, everything was very congruent. The build job, the experience that you could create that could work really well i've seen other manufactured homes that are plopped in the middle of stick built homes that don't fit well right. it seems like right. they're out of place it seems like right. it's a, it's some uh, a budget type of a property and so it all depends on the market yeah. right and it really and you really have to dial it back and look at it and say it, what what am i trying to create who's the target audience what are they coming here for what are the other options they have available and is it going to be congruent at least somewhat congruent with what's going on and why they're coming and yeah. and what what they're trying to what they're looking for right yeah. and so all manufactured homes aren't created equal either right, right? and right. so right some of them you would have a hard time telling the difference yeah. between them or stick-built homes other yeah. ones you're like man that looks like a trailer home exactly and yep. and it might not be the right fit and yeah. so I, it's not a there's not a yeah, they work or no, they don't work. It's very dependent on again the area, the the target audience, the experience, the revenue potential. You know, you're you're you got to look at all of that. In some areas, they can actually operate toward the top end of the revenue. Right. Other areas, you're gonna be like, no, that this is going to be a budget property. The other thing you have to consider with manufactured homes is the lending ability. Sometimes they're not yeah. very lendable, depending on typically if they're not on a foundation they're not going to be the lenders aren't going to land on them but even if they're on a foundation there might be there might be restrictions with your lender so you always want to ask your lender as well is if you're going to run down a you know condos are the same way manufactured homes do they lend on those types of products if uh, for the loan product you're really using because right. you don't want to make an offer, look at like all the things that we talked about, you feel like it works, everything's going to work there. And then you call your lender and say, I made an offer. And they're like, we, we don't lend on manufacturing. Oh, right. So that right. is something to consider as well. Yeah, looking
1: in and yeah. and, it, and like you said, I think the key word is depends. It yeah. just depends. I, right. I think I told this story a couple months ago, but my this last summer, my daughter went to uh, a lake property with some friends, uh, uh, families, and she had said, yeah, I think they rented a trailer house. And so I, you know, your first impression was like, okay, well, all right, whatever. But she sent pictures. She said it was awesome. There was tons of room and the created an amazing experience and and so it worked awesome for them so maybe the barrier to entry was a little less because maybe it wasn't expensive for the property owner but it it was a great experience and a great option so i think when you say dependent you you have to go down the same path you would of any other short-term rental zoning can you get the financing what are the other occupancy levels and rates and and percentages in the area i mean you know do that work before you buy it, yeah. especially. And you'll so. find a
0: lot of rural areas. You'll you'll find some areas that you're looking at, especially the really rural areas, you'll find more manufactured yeah. homes than stick built because there's not the labor pool to build homes right. in the, right. some of those areas, yeah. right? Yeah. You're, they're not the stick built homes. The labor pool is not there. The contractors yeah. aren't there. And so it's much easier. And you'll find that some of those areas, you'll find that that's just more of a normal right. thing. Yeah. So you yeah. will look at all that.
1: Yeah. Good. All right. All right. Let's wrap up. We got. Uh, okay. not, we only had one question today, but we we also I wanted to mention that um, we do have a new YouTube series. Okay. Um, that you you did one episode, and I think it's aired. It's it's about Airbnb uh, mishaps and reactions. Yeah. And I think you <laughs> you did an awesome job
0: at it. But it's some of them I'm a little speechless, <laughs> which is yeah, hard to believe. I, which, I just look at those. And yeah. I, and, I yeah think, so.
1: I think it'll be fun. I think um, it, it's it's crazy or, or interesting. I guess some of the things that happen out in the Airbnb world. And I yep. think we have to emphasize being professional and making sure you're setting the stage for an amazing experience. And so we're gonna highlight some challenges and some yep. mishaps and maybe some defaults and uh, that some owners and property managers uh, have. And, and uh, so I think it'll be a fun little series. So yeah, it'll be watch fun. out and, for that and, everybody.
0: Uh, we're gonna, if you've got, if you're a bad host and you got a bad property, I might be calling you out. So <laughs> exactly. we're trying to raise the bar in yep. the entire industry. And there are some, those first ones I, I did. I'm yeah. like, I mean, yeah, they should not be hosting no. in this game. No. They shouldn't no. be doing that. It gives no. everybody a bad name. And so, if you're, uh, if you're a bad actor, I'm going to call you out and tell you to get out of the game. And so, yeah. it's a uh, like uh, it. uh, specifically on the host side. Yeah. So awesome. Right. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Well, let's wrap Good it up, job, you guys. Man. That was a. That was a, a, we got a, maybe a little longer, even though we yeah. didn't have as many questions. Well, we got I,
1: to... I will have to say, and we're going to extend this even a little longer. Is when when I was in Nashville, I got a lot of compliments about Whiskey Wednesday, and that they they I know. listened that, to oh, it. Oh, that's why you're they, long-winded. They, hey, yeah, listen, I, I, I was there to I witness felt it. Like I it. I needed to put a little extra effort in this <laughs> this one today because uh, a lot of people said they are driving to work and they listen to us <laughs> and they like it, and you know what I mean. And this microphone, I've for you, those of you who uh, aren't. Uh, Aren't watching us, but you kind of feel like you want to start singing, like you're in a band, because we've just been there in Nashville. So you
0: know what I mean. Well, there we there we go, guys. We're gonna <laughs> we're like, we are not cut. going to waste let's any more off. of your time. We always appreciate you spending your time with us. And uh, and I knew you were long-winded for a reason. <laughs> you you had a couple people on the streets tell you they, they loved wanted your to hear a little bit Wednesday. more of us. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah, So um, so guys, we'll wrap it up. You guys know at the end of every episode. First of all, we do at, we love your questions. Send them in. Like I said at the beginning of, of this episode, I said, listen. If whatever platform you're watching or listening on, send us a message, comment, and and tell us the questions that you have on your mind so that we can get them answered when it comes to the short-term rental game. And then those final two favors I always ask you is if you got any value out of this and you know somebody else that would get value out of it, share the show. Those things really do help us spread the word and spread the message. Our goal is always to have people walk into this game with their eyes wide open. We try not to make mistakes, but I promise if we do, we'll correct them like we did today. And uh, we we want you to walk into the short-term rental investing game with your eyes wide open. And then also, if you have more than 30 seconds, like, review, leave us a comment on the platforms that does help us immensely. And so we very much appreciate that. The final thing and the most important thing is to go pick that one thing you can do today, start building that life you don't want to take a vacation from. Cheers, my friends. Cheers, brother.
1: Cheers, buddy.